Good morning, everyone. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a good morning. Wake up to a brand new day. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here. X's and bros on the Michigan Sports and Network. Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. Thank you. Appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you to join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21,000. Myers Supercenter guest line 866 838 4843. That's 866 838 4843. We're on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well. BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Add a .com to that to find our website, XB Mornings. At gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all individually on Twitter. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Is Ryan still on the line, Ben? Yes, he is. Oh, okay. All right, Ryan. Good morning to you. Good morning. Anthony. I wasn't sure if yeah. that was from the Michigan State conversation or not. No, I called back in when I heard it talking about Kansas City and everything. And, mm. you know, I was looking yesterday as I was you know, watching some of the coverage and looking on Twitter. And a year ago this week was the shooting on Michigan State's campus. That's right. Like like Valentine's Day last year, we were all sending, you know, thoughts and prayers out to Michigan State as three people were killed on campus because one person walked into a school building and decided to shoot people. And then yesterday couple people decided to go to a Super Bowl parade and open fire. And I was watching ESPN this morning, and the person that passed away was someone that worked for a radio station in, in Kansas City, was the one person that passed away, according to ESPN. And, there, I mean, there's no new words you can say for another tragedy. And there's really no more excuses people can say of this can be stopped because you know, I saw on Twitter, well, one one good person with a gun stops one bad person. No, they don't. I mean, do you saw there's 800 cops there. There's no way for 800 police officers to try to keep a crowd of however many thousands there are to monitor. Like you said, when the draft comes to Detroit, you're in public. Like, how do you monitor that many people coming in and making sure... No one brings guns. No one brings gun parts that they can assemble somewhere. Like, there's nothing new. And you said, you're saying, oh, we need more religion. I mean, sure, if that's the route you want to go. You don't need religion just to be a good person. That's true. Like, it's, right. It's, like, it's really just we do stop caring about each other and, yeah, turn to a more selfish society. And there's a there's a variety of reasons of why that happened. You can point to video games, pop culture. You, 
simply, you know, too much choice on the internet. You can look up anything without really any repercussions. Just put on a list. I mean, it's, it boils down simple. Like, you, everyone needs to start caring for the person next to them more. Like, the, what, what point, like, yeah, you can look at our government and lack of, you know, government action. How, however many years you want to go back. You want to go four, great. Want to go eight, great. Want to go 12, 16, 20. Doesn't matter what side you're on, people. Guess what? Both both parties taking little action on this. So don't get your panties in a bunch if you're on one side of the aisle thinking it's this person, it's everyone in that damn city's fault that has a government title. So don't come at me with any party affiliation about that. All right? This isn't a, hey, this person's guilty because they didn't get the stuff. We're all damn guilty of this. Because the very minimum people send out is a thought and prayer after this. Well, if that's not bad enough, at almost like literally the same time Kansas City is happening, four students were shot at um, dismissal in the parking lot at Benjamin E. Mays High School in Atlanta. And there was a shooting at the uh, Palm Beach Gardens Mall. There was an active shooter situation. Not sure uh, exactly what... um, what the final story was there uh, as far as, you know, what had, what had taken place at Palm beach gardens, but that's multiple on the same day. Yeah. And there, there is always, there's multiple every day. It's just, you know, not everything is at a super bowl party with, you know, the biggest athlete in, you know, in the world at the moment attending. Or yeah. it's not at a major university that most people around the country know. Right. It is. Um, I did see one tweet that said, you know, fitting that at the Kansas City parade to be our regularly scheduled reminder that the most pressing crisis for America is not Taylor Swift being shown on television during Chiefs games. It's gun violence. I mean, there was such an uproar about every time the camera was on her. And it's like, dude, that's like the least of our problems. Like, who cares about that? Like, you're just mad yelling at your TV at your house. But who cares that the biggest pop star in the world is shown on the TV for one minute during a four-hour broadcast? And we have so many other real issues at play here that is... um, yeah, having access to everyone's immediate thoughts, really not important. Maybe on Twitter, there needs to be a, a time limit. When you type a tweet out, you have to wait five minutes before it hits send. Yeah, I mean, it's a, um, you know, we look at how much time we spent on that and how, you know, outraged everybody was. Uh, about Taylor Swift being on TV, and it's like, look, go go big picture here. Really doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. We have, you know, and I'm seeing I'm seeing video on the internet of uh, people being taken into custody. 
like we're going to need I'm going to need names and photos once they have their investigation done. You know, because it, when you have a when you have a crowd of that size, if they don't have anything on them, like dude, I don't even know how you go make an arrest. I mean, you know, citizens saw one guy running and just made a play like that was all like good on them. Um, his name was Paul Contreras. He's the uh, he's I think he's the one in the video that was going pretty vi- viral that was shot from like up top where you see somebody start making buzzing their way through the crowd and then just gets tackled by people. And uh, allegedly a firearm uh, came out and um, the, the civilians had recovered it as law enforcement could make their way over. But it's a. Um, yeah, I mean, it is the. It is the ever so tragic rate at which we just kill each other. Yeah, and it's now extended to children are dying throughout all this. No, it's not 18, 19-year-old children. It's 8, 9, 10-year-olds. And for the people say, oh, we don't need change. We just need one good guy. You know what? Congrats for having the children's blood on your hand because you want to argue about how you can have your gun. I'm at that point, like, the one good guy thing, I, I think there's only like one example, the guy in the mall. Uh, but outside of that, like the one good guy argument never, it never really made a whole lot of sense to me. It just, it's just, it doesn't because honestly, it's nonsensical. Like the, the, the people that follow the gun laws properly and do all the right things, do they carry their gun on them 24 seven? No. Cause I don't think they feel like they need to. Yeah, yeah, there most for, of us do not. Like protection of their home, it's for protection of their home, and that's it. It's locked up. It's put in a safe, secure way that made them and one other person knows where it is. It, it for like me, it's not an attack on law-abiding citizens it, that, it, pe- that people that do the right thing. Exactly, and for me, it's always been like I have, I've always treated it like a car. Like I, I think that we should have to go back through driver's training every so often. Um, you know, I, I think we should have to qualify with our firearms. And I think that if you get caught with a firearm that's not registered to you and you have not met the criteria to own that firearm, that's uh that's that's like a 20 year sentence. <laughs> like there's no like it's felony because um, that that's how the only way to the only way to fix it is to get so overly aggressively tough on it that people shy away from it. Uh, we'll step aside back with more X's and bros after this Michigan sports network. There's a new player in town. Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500, or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. 
Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports and Network. Uh, Big Ron, Big Ron chimes in. And he says, a good soapbox today, Anthony. I don't know if that's uh, being serious or facetious, because I'm sitting, not standing. That's where the term soapbox comes from. Standing on your soapbox is how the, uh, you know, folks back in the day would get their uh, their message out. You'd stand above the crowd and talk about whatever uh, you are uh, you are talking about. So, hmm. uh, yeah, we got uh, we got more more coming on uh, to get to tonight one of which is the uh, what happened last night the Detroit Pistons Isaiah Stewart got in a fight uh, before the game allegedly a fight I don't know uh, it is the story is this the Pistons center Isaiah Stewart was arrested for assault when he and Phoenix Sun Center drew Eubanks got into a kerfluffle and Stu allegedly punched Eubanks at the arena hours before the team played Now, Phoenix Police and Stewart uh, said that Stewart, pardon me, was issued a citation and released. He's already listed as out for the game because of his sprained left ankle. Eubanks had six points and eight rebounds in 18 minutes in the 116-100 victory for the Suns. Eubanks said that before the game, the altercation happened as he was coming into the arena. He said an argument started. They were chest to chest before Beef Stew threw a punch. Now, I don't really have any issue uh, with beef stew punching a guy, uh, Drew Eubanks. Did Drew Eubanks deserve it? Like, I mean, I don't know what would you would possibly say. I don't know why you'd say anything to Isaiah Stewart. Like when you have Isaiah Stewart, who is on film of trying to rip LeBron James's head off if he could just get to him, like a bull in a china shop. Uh, he is not a hold me back guy. He's a I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get it. Like you're gonna actually have to try to hold him back. And the crazy part about this is the Suns statement. The attack on Drew Eubanks was unprovoked, and acts of violence such as this are unacceptable. We unequivocally support Drew, and will continue to work with local law enforcement and the NBA. Okay, giant eye roll. The thing to get all this information, the NBA will do an investigation, said Monty Williams, for me to come here, make a statement would be a bit irresponsible. I know the Suns said it was unprovoked. I think it's irresponsible for sure. You really don't know. That did not need to happen. There's a time uh, to get information and for that to be gathered, and then you can make a statement. Hmm. You know, I... Here's here's the here's the other thing. Kevin Durant said, you know, keep the game first. There's a lot of noise. It's unfortunate what happened before the game. It's supposed to be a brotherhood, but I also understand dudes get into stuff. We try to avoid that in this league. Hopefully, we can move on from it. We all support Drew. That's fine and dandy, but when you're you're officiating is atrocious. Your players rarely show up, and a majority of your fan base is still my age or older, and they remember a different time. And for me, there is no touching the 1990s in terms of basketball. And I've tried very hard to self-scout on this and to figure out why is it that I believe 
that that is the case. And it is because you are coming out of the Celtics and Bad Boys era ushering in the Chicago Bulls, uh, the Houston Rockets. Uh, Shaq just had his jersey retired, the third team that has retired a Shaquille O'Neal uniform. That's how good he was. In uh, in the Orlando Magic, they were awesome. You had uh, the blood in the garden there with the New York Knicks. You, you just all of it, man. So many good teams. You had this, these young guys that were getting drafted right out of high school, uh, like uh, Kevin Garnett and this Kobe Bryant guy. Like that to me was the best era of basketball because you had the the finesse and the athleticism. Because the player today, Gino Ariema said this: the player today is bigger, more athletic. Uh, more capable than they've ever been at the high school level, right? They they are they that that's that's the way it is, and the player today is a better athletic player. However, Gino was talking about the influx of players coming in from overseas because they practice six days and play only once, and we play, you know, we practice only one day, and then we'll play the other six. And uh, that goes into like AAU culture and everything else where you're, you're not really working on the fundamentals. You're not really working on the team element of the game. Uh, you are just more or less focused on, you know, just playing games, getting up and down the floor and having a having a hoop mixtape on, you know, highlight reel on Twitter and on the Internet so that you can be recruited. And some kids just like that recruiting process. And it's this entire uh, debacle here. But the reason I bring all that up is because, you know, Kevin Durant, like I get that it's supposed to be a brotherhood, and I'm sure, like with your players' association meetings, you guys can, you know, sit down and do that. But for us, the fans, uh, we don't really necessarily like all that brotherhood stuff. Like, I don't want you running around out there just thinking, like, this is an average pickup game and we're all going to shake hands and, you know, orange slices at halftime. That doesn't really do a lot for me, the viewer. Like, I want teams that are actually very, um, very concerned about beating one another. I want people competing at the highest level all the time. Uh, And that's why, like, you know, I don't believe that Isaiah Stewart is a starting forward in this league, but that kind of energy right there, like, that's a guy that you want to have. That's a guy that you need to have. You know what I mean? I like that about Beef Stew. So I don't have a problem with it. Like, and, you know, look, somebody said something, somebody probably shouldn't have said something. You know, it is what it is. Like that's uh, that's part of it. That is part of it. And you know, Isaiah Stewart is about that life. And he is, uh, you know what? If you got to go hand to hand, you got to go hand to hand. I'm okay with that. I got no problem with that. It's before the game. You guys not playing anyway. So what's the difference? It didn't affect our roster, and it wasn't going to affect the outcome of the game. One thing that did affect the outcome of the game yesterday was the fact that Devin Booker was tossed after two quick technical fouls. So you have an all-star guard, Devin Booker, who picked up two techs in the first quarter, got ejected, and they still won. But that's not the problem. Booker got his first technical for arguing with officials about a foul call against him. During a subsequent timeout, he received a second one and an automatic ejection. He played five minutes and 24 seconds, scored seven points on 205 shooting. Frank Vogel then argued the ejection, and he got a technical. Phoenix was already playing without Bradley Beal. He strained his left hamstring Tuesday night in their win over Sacramento. The Suns led by one point when he was tossed, then outscored Detroit 23-12 to the rest of the quarter, and, and it was 70-41 to at halftime. Their biggest lead in the game was 35 points. Like It was a disaster for the, from the Detroit perspective. 
But as I'm watching that, and then I watch the late night game between the Clippers and the Warriors, the refs in their whistles have gotten out of control. Like, dude, nobody, nobody is here to see you. Nobody. Like, let's keep it moving. Allow them to go play the game. My God, what are we doing? Uh, Jaden Ivey was pulled at 15 minutes. He was 0 for, 0 for 6 and 2 points, and then we played literally everybody. Milton, Fournier, Flynn, Wiseman, Mascala, Brown Jr., Marcus Sasser. Like we, we played everybody on our team yesterday. Everybody. I just it it just makes zero sense whatsoever. Like what 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 the what the hell happened there? I mean it just oh, it's just preposterous. Whole thing. Kate Cunningham finished with 13. Uh, Simone Fontecchio, by the way, shot 50% from the field. He was 7 of 15, just 2 of 7 from 3, finished with 18 points. Asara had a nice night. Guess what? Play almost 30 minutes. 29 minutes, 7 of 13 from the field, 14 points, 7 rebounds, an assist, couple steals, a block. Let's go. And Cade with his 13, 4, and 8 also added a steal and a block as well. But you turn it over 19 times, that's what happens. Turn it over 19 times, you get out-rebounded, you're going to get beat. All right, we'll step aside. We'll be back with more X's and bros. Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner, has an idea, and he wants some more meaningful games. We'll talk about it next year on the Michigan Sports Network. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh from Meyer family pack chicken drumsticks for 99 cents per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks when I shop in-store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning, and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com. 
Can't call in? Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000 or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now, back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you here this morning. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000. Sports Radio 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866 838 4843. That's 866 838 4843. 866 838 4843. Want to get to this uh, story here from Tony Petiti, now the commissioner of the Big Ten. And as the uh, college football playoff management committee continues their uh, discussion for the postseason, the commish of the Big Ten, Tony Petiti, as written by our good friend Adam Rittenberg of ESPN, quote, wants to ensure deeper com- uh, deeper conferences have access points that maximize the stretch run of the regular season. In a wide range of interviews on Wednesday, Petiti said he was focused on ensuring the Big Ten, which will increase to 18 members with four West Coast editions this summer, has November schedules packed with games that carry college football playoff implications, like many of the professional leagues do. Petiti said, quote, we've got some work to do to figure out what the future model is because obviously it has a real impact on your regular season. You want to make sure that your teams have the ability to have breakout season and qualify, and we also have to be realistic about what should get you access in terms of number of wins. We want meaningful games late in the season. We want fans to think that you know a game in the second week in November, even if you've already lost two or three games, still has a lot of value. That's the goal. Hmm. Well, that seems kind of strange. I mean, I get what he's saying. But to me, this new setup, this 5 plus 7 model that we discussed a little bit yesterday, you have your five highest-ranked conference champions – and then the next seven highest-ranked teams, I would assume your conference champion comes from your conference championship game, which would be the excuse on how Alabama got in, but that would mean Florida State would have gotten in too. And then your group of five team, that is the highest-ranked, so there we go back to the arbitrary committee putting this together. The Big Ten and the SEC announced their joint advisory group to discuss these things. And after working with the SEC as a TV executive earlier in his career, Petiti said a more formal group made sense. Petiti visited the SEC office in Alabama shortly after being hired by the Big Ten and, and has made a, you know, maintained a consistent dialogue with the commissioner because that's what you're supposed to do with a rival. If there is a rival in anything, you should probably at least get on the same page, especially if you and the rival are working to achieve the same goal. Now, I don't mean that you own grocery store X and somebody else owns grocery store Y, uh, and you guys are going head-to-head in your sales each week. That's that's not something you necessarily discuss, right? But when you are basically two entities working under the same umbrella, the NCAA, or two entities that, you know, in other forms or facets of our lives that you should probably be in constant communication with one another to see how we could help 
either collaborate on a solution or how we can have our discussions be meaningful so that you know it benefits both and that's pretty that seems pretty straightforward pretty easy to me pretty straightforward both of us are looking at the depths of things that we're changing so quickly how do we increase our pace of our thinking our strategy to meet these new challenges what petiti said we have an 80s that are really experienced that will work together so it's becoming a very natural thing it's it smart that petiti who was public enemy number one to Michigan fans, very smart that he comes from the SEC and immediately wants to go there and build a relationship between the two conglomerates because that's that's the trend that this is going. Out of the ACC, where you have football only, I'm speaking, because North Carolina is whatever in football, Duke is, you know, whatever in football, you know, maybe like a, a perennial AP top 25 team that's in the teens, right? Your big brands are Clemson, Miami, and Florida State. Those are, your, those are your three major players in that entire conference. And when we look at how things are moving so quickly and everybody's jumping ship and moving from conference to conference, I get what Petiti's trying to do. I understand it. That's what it looks like on the on the broad scale of things. Because remember, the Big 12 loses Texas and Oklahoma. The Big 12 conference will have Cincinnati, Baylor, BYU, Houston, TCU, UCF, Kansas, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Kansas State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Those are all pretty cool schools. Sure, you lost Texas and Oklahoma. Those are the big ones. That's like, you know, Michigan and Ohio State leaving the Big Ten. Like that that's just that's just preposterous. And so now you're gonna go with this new scheduling model that's not gonna do divisions because the divisions are so heavily weighted that the East cannot lose in the Big Ten championship game. The West just isn't as good. There's no other way to say it. They tried the legends and leaders thing. That was that was just preposterous. I that didn't make any sense. We're geography and stuff. Right, And so when we look at this, Michigan and Ohio State are going to play every single year. Every single year. Michigan and Michigan State are going to play every single year. And Ohio State and Penn State got to play every single year. They have to. There's no, there's a, no other way around it. Like they add, Those teams have to play each other. And I would even say to an extent, Michigan State and Ohio State should be playing each other every single year. So you have four clubs... And I included Michigan State here, so don't call me a hater. But it's going to probably take Coach Smith and, and company some time to get back on track in East Lansing. But those are your four power players out of the old East Division. The West, we'll see what happens to Washington. Their entire staff and roster was pillaged and plundered. USC, I mean, new quarterback. So we'll see what happens there. Oregon, Dan Lanning, okay, UCLA, completely irrelevant. So you're going to bring three teams in out of the four newcomers that I think are Washington's the question mark. So at least two of those, I would say, are pretty close to being guaranteed to being good teams. Oregon and USC. Washington's your question mark because we don't know what's going to happen. And then UCLA, what's the difference between UCLA and Illinois? Honestly. John Wooden, 
That's the difference? I mean, that's it, it's just preposterous. So if Petiti wants better games at the end of the year, how are they going to schedule where you have 18 teams in a conference? That means that you have 17 opponents. Like that's, there's no way to do this. And how do you do it on a rotator that is going to work out well for everybody? Well, the first thing you could do, the first thing you could do is you could do away with scheduling Arkansas State and Fresno State. You could do away with those. We could get rid of those games altogether. They won't because you want that tune-up game, that preseason game, if you will. They, they always call them preseason games. I hate that. It's a regular season game. Like, if you lose, it goes against your regular season record. A preseason game means that if you lose, nothing happens. But the way Michigan's schedule is going to work out, you're going to play Fresno State, Texas, Arkansas State, USC in your first month. And all of those games are going to be at home. That's not, you know, that's not really a stretch. Their only road games this year are Washington. Then they have a bye week, so that works out really well. Illinois, that's coming off the bye week. So there's back-to-back road games there. Indiana, then they have another Saturday off on the 16th. And at Ohio State at the end of the year, November 30th. So functionally now we have two bye weeks, October 12th and November 16th. It's a really weird schedule. It's very strange. The fact that you can have the ability to play eight home games is strange to me, especially in a 12-game season. Like that leans heavily in their favor. And so I'm looking at what Michigan has here. They've got really good games. This is the best schedule Michigan has had top to bottom and I don't know how long. Why do they have really good games? Well, outside of Fresno State and Arkansas State, everybody else is power five. That's cool. Texas is cool. USC and Washington and Oregon, you get three out of the four newcomers. That is awesome. That, but that's what we want. You know, and for all the people that are like, oh my God, the schedule, of course, Harbaugh got out of there. You got me in the. What do you think these kids have to do if they want to make it to the NFL? You got to play the schedule. Those are NFL teams. You're going to have to play the NFL teams every single week. Like, I don't know why, why in the world anybody would fear a schedule. Like, oh, I can't believe they're going to do that. Like, this is what we want. You saw what happened last year. ECU, Bowling Green, UNLV. That's a month of our lives we didn't get back. And sure, you have Illinois and, you know, not that, no offense to Illinois, Northwestern is a little bit better, Indiana, like, okay, Minnesota, PJ Fleck, like, all right. And so, like, there's going to be some down teams. There are. It doesn't matter if you're playing pro football or college football. There's always going to be some down teams somewhere. But that, to me, is a really, Really good schedule. I just don't know how you want to load it if you're Tony Petiti to get the meaningful games. Do we have those rivalry games? We just start packing them in the last month of the season. So where Michigan gets an Ohio State, you know, I like the fact that Michigan and Michigan State play at the end of October. I think it's a good break for my team to have one rivalry game and then get like a month before the next rivalry game. Do you, do you make sure that Oregon and, and USC 
or Oregon and Washington kind of do the same thing along with UCLA and USC? I don't know. I, I, I mean, you just, you got to be, you, you're trying to, I guess you work from the final day of the year, the final week of the year. You work from there and go backwards. Let's get to Dave in Hudsonville wants to talk a little scheduling. Good morning, Dave. Hey, AB. Hey, listen, you know what, what's interesting that you're discussing now is the fact that the Big Ten was pretty darn weak, you know, and so forth. And this is much more like what the SEC faces in the sense that for Michigan, they didn't really have, a competitive game or, or not even that, but a, a meaningful game until week seven, it was two months, you know, and that model for being able to do that and still move on, isn't going to exist anymore based on what the big Ten's done now. And you're exactly right. As a fan, you want to see some meaningful games. You know, Michigan was able to navigate that. Um, and, 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 you know, Dave, it was awful. The the- it was, it was awful. Dave, as, as a Michigan fan, as a Michigan employee, like that was terrible. Yeah, and, and I, I completely agree. That's not what – and the other thing, the other point I want to make, too, even when you're talking about – and I agree with the competition for these kids, but the other thing you have to remember, only 1% move on to play in the NFL. You know, from high school to college, it's 1% to 1.5% will ever put on a uniform. Mm-hmm. And it's the same percentage from college to the NFL. So it's not about people going pro. First of all, it's about the fact that this doesn't exist if you don't have your fan base. You sound like your an enterprise commercial. Wants- well, yeah, but your, your fan base <laughs> wants to see quality games, you know? And, and, and you, you want to be entertained and have some things go on, but it's also these coaches playing that game of, hey, man, I don't want to step in it. You know, in football, it's so much different than basketball. Izzo can go out and set that type of schedule, and it can still work in his benefit. But the football coaches, the vast majority, are afraid to death of doing it. And then the only other thing you said, and I always chuckle at this, when you said Petiti is uh, public enemy number one for Michigan fans? He was. Man, yeah, but it doesn't matter because there's got to be an adult in the room. There's got to be somebody guarding the gate. And if it was Ohio State that was involved in that like Michigan was, you'd want Petiti doing the same exact thing. So you can make him out to be that guy, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to be the adult in the room. I am not here to make him out to be that guy. Well, you can be because you get paid by Michigan. But at the end of the day, yeah, but they, that, that's only when I'm actually there. That's the thing. Like they, I'm right. not. They don't ever. They've never told me one time. They did tell me that uh, one time they we had a discussion about a tweet that I sent. Uh, but outside of that, like they've never tried to, right. um, you know, persuade, you dissuade, funnel, funnel anything into this show or the content uh, of this show. They kind of leave me be, which is really. Uh, yeah. Really nice because it wasn't well, always not, that way, especially when I worked that. in the minor leagues. When I worked in the minor leagues, like those yeah. organizations were all over me every every week about something. It's like, dude, you guys are exhausting. Just win some games. Yeah, but I, I understand. But there, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything over. But at the end of the day, there's still, you know, a lot of people still hold biases towards different things. Petiti has to, you know, function in a role of somebody's got to be the adult. And I think he never. If you read his report. You know, and people take the time to read that. He navigated that like an adult, and he did what needed to be done. I mean, yeah, sure. It doesn't change the fact that like Michigan fans hated him. Like they, they, they did not no, like you, him at they, all. Uh, people, people hate, people hate accountability. You're exactly right, man. People hate accountability. So that's when it happens. People hate it. You, you know like what? You, hey, you won't like believe you won't believe who I talked to the other day, and I told this to Ryan over the weekend. You won't believe who I talked to, Dave. You want to know who I talked to the other Who's day? That? 
Take a guess. Yeah. You talked to Connor Stallion. How did you know? Because you're just that guy, man. Just, <laughs> is, Connor, Connor's going to write a book soon because three can keep a secret if two are dead. Remember, Connor needs money. And uh, so at some point, believe me, it's going to be interesting because that will turn out to be a TMZ story or a 30 by 30 at some point. Uh, by the way, so because I was I was talking about Michigan's schedule and people panicking over it, like the, like little chicken, right? Like, uh, oh, how's on fire? Michigan State, on the other hand, I think they have a good like a good schedule that's going to kind of ease their new staff in. Like Michigan, Sharon Moore is like, here you go, good luck, and I'm all for it. Like I want it. Like bring it to. Like yes, give me USC at home. I can't wait. Give me Texas at home. I can't wait. But for Michigan State, they're going to start off with FAU on the road at Maryland, Prairie View. On the road at Boston College, Ohio State at home, Oregon on the road, Iowa at home after a bye week, on the road at Michigan, Indiana at home, another bye week, and then at Illinois, Purdue at home, and Rutgers at home to close down the season. It might not be the flashiest thing. You do get Michigan, Ohio State, and Oregon, which is cool. But to be honest with you, that I feel like that's a really good schedule for you know your new head coach to get his feet under him. Yeah, you can't. You know, and the other thing too, you you can't sprint every week. Sometimes you get a jog, sometimes you get a you know sprint, whatever it may be. I think that offers some balance. I agree with you, and I'd be fine with any school trying to lean in a little bit, and then have some times where you're saying not exactly the same challenge this week or whatever it may be. But I, I completely agree with having a balanced, competitive schedule for not just your fans, but also for preparation. So I, I like what you're saying with that. Yeah, no, I I think it's uh I think it's it's advantageous, and I don't mean that like a, like a you know a backdoor sort of like diss or anything. I I really do. I think that this this is a schedule that lines up to where uh, they can they can have some success and build uh, build on some momentum and get some things going early. They're going to be challenged. I mean, you know, four weeks or four out of five weeks with a bye week in between Ohio State, Oregon, Iowa, Michigan is a very challenging month of the schedule. But it's uh, I mean, outside of that, like it's a schedule that should be able to benefit. And hopefully Spartan fans will rally around and get back to Spartan Stadium and support the new head coach and the football program uh, to where they were prior to what happened last year. We got to step aside. Hour three is next. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Save big on fuel with them perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. 
You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino. The Sharp Dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.